What is up, Bruins fans? Welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Soon to be daily podcast on the Boston Bruins once again as we transition back into hockey. That's the plan anyways. Training camps expected to begin Monday, July 13th. And over the weekend, we'll have some news about ratification of return to play plan, collective bargaining agreement, and perhaps some players opting out. But before I get to all that, I want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need. Now, uh, my name is, of course, Ian McLaren. I'm the host of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today is Friday, July 10th, and uh, have a great chat coming up with Kaylee Allard of Pucker Up Sports, Pucker Up Bruins, uh, someone I've connected with on Twitter in uh, recent weeks, and I've been really excited to have her on the on the show. And uh, we had a really great chat about the Bruins, about Ozark, uh, about a whole bunch of things, and, and I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. And have Kaylee back on the show very soon. Uh, I promise she she was really great, and uh, hopefully she'll be a regular contributor on the Locked On Boston Bruins. Before we get into all that, I want to remind you that you can follow the show on Twitter at lo underscore Boston Bruins. You can find me at Ian C McLaren. The podcast is available on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google. Pocket Casts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also say, uh, play the podcast on Google and Alexa. And if you're able to leave a rating and a review, uh, whatever podcast format you use to listen, that would be greatly appreciated. Please subscribe. Each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. Um, what else should I say by way of introduction? You know what? I think that's it. We'll get to a lot of news updates on Monday, I'm sure, as all of this ratification stuff will emerge. Uh, news about hotel assignments in the bubbles and all that kind of stuff. But for now, let's get to this conversation with Kaylee Allard of Pucker Up Bruins. You can find her on Twitter at the number 2 ka Rask. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this chat as much as I did. Thanks so much for uh, chatting today, Kaylee. How are you doing? I am great. I'm happy to be here. Uh, this is my first podcast, so cut me some slack, everyone. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> yeah. well, people have to put up with me every day, so I'm sure it'll be a, a welcome uh, interruption from the me rambling every day. Very so I guess true. you are you're a New England native, but you live. Uh, elsewhere now right so tell people kind of uh, where you're from and and what you're doing now yeah so I was born and raised in Connecticut Um, not the coolest state in New England but I've been to Boston and New York of course plenty of times the cooler cities in the area so I lived there up until uh, just recently I just moved to uh, the Charleston South Carolina area for a career and school things so I kind of needed a change and even though I'm a huge hockey fan I am not the biggest fan of the cold I can only take so 
much of it. So while I do miss being close to TD Garden and that whole area, it was just something I had to do. But I'll always be a born and raised New England girl uh, deep down. So I guess that would partly or mainly explain how you got into hockey and how you got into the Bruins. Uh, kind of, I like to ask people about kind of their origin story when it comes to hockey. So uh, talk a bit about that. How did you get into the sport of hockey and the Bruins specifically other than growing up in New England? Yeah, of course. So I'm just going to get this horrible part out of the way. I'm actually a New York Yankees and a New York Giants fan, but that's not what we're here to talk about because people people from New England might understand being in Connecticut, we're kind of in the middle and we got the Hartford Whalers taken from us tragically. So um, I actually have my dad to thank for that weird combination of teams. He was also born and raised in Connecticut, and he always tells me the story. Uh, Back in the day, the only hockey channel he got was uh, Nesson. He didn't get MSG. I'm not sure if it was called that back then, but he wasn't able to watch the Rangers, Islanders, or Sabres or anything like that. So he grew up watching the Yankees on TV, the Giants, and then the hockey team he was able to watch was the Bruins. So naturally, he fell in love with the team at an early age. His favorite player was Terry O'Reilly because he loves the rough and tough guys, and he was always fighting. (laughs) So, so my dad, I, you know, I was born into it. I have a dad and a brother and then it's me and my mom. So I kind of sided with the boys in the family and was always watching sports and stuff. And it was basically, you like these teams or you leave my house. (laughs) Not literally, but I was, I was taught to love those teams. And um, I baseball was actually my first favorite sport. I believe you said yours was too. Um, So I was... Yeah, I was really into baseball at first. I spent all my time watching it. My brother played it, so I was always around it. And then one day I just started watching more and more hockey with my dad, and I asked him to teach me about it. I wanted to learn all the ins and outs, and it kind of just grew from there. Once you get into it, it's like eating chips. Like, you can't just have one. Like, (laughs) you want to eat all the chips. So, like, I couldn't just watch one Bruins game. The first game I really paid attention to, I was hooked, and the rest is history. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low on top of it. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest price possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. They're a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. That's hilarious, that chip analogy, because I have been, I don't know why, but through the quarantine period over the last couple of months, I have just become like a huge chip eater and I just can't get enough of uh, all dressed chips that we have. I don't think you guys have them in the States, but we have them up here and they are amazing. And I uh, cannot stop eating (laughs) chips. So I kind of get that analogy. It's funny too. I'm kind of the same way. I'm obviously not in New England. I live in Ontario and grew up, uh, yeah, like loving the Blue Jays. That was my first team. 
we didn't have an NFL team, so all we got was the Bills. So I'm a Bills fan, although football is like my fourth favorite sport. And then the Raptors when they came along. So really the Bruins are like my only Boston area team that I am a huge fan of. And I'd say, even though I grew like grew up loving baseball first and foremost, the Bruins and hockey are are by far my number one at this point. Uh, and that's even without, I've actually never been to a game in Boston before, which is ridiculous. And I was hoping to fix that soon, but I don't know if I'll be able to travel down there anytime soon, but uh, kind of a similar, similar story. Do you have any kind of early memories of watching the Bruins yourself and, and kind of some of the players that, that you really liked when you were getting into the Bruins? Yeah, definitely. Well, um, hopefully you can get to a game soon because it's worth the wait yes. for sure. <laughs> There's nothing like I've it. Only, I've seen them. <laughs> I've seen them up here in Toronto once, which is stupid because the, the tickets are ridiculous. And then I, I've seen them in Buffalo a couple of times. And then I grew up in Ottawa. So I, whenever they came to Ottawa, I would go there pretty much every time because the tickets were pretty cheap. But yeah, I, I got to get down there soon. Oh, wow. Well, there's nothing better than wearing a Bruins jersey and in yeah. and opposing arena because it's I true. love it. I love the hatred. I love the competition. I'm like, I'm rocking my jersey. You can say whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> and there's tons of there's tons of Bruins fans everywhere. So even when I went to Buffalo last time, I was not alone by any stretch, like wearing Bruins jersey in in Buffalo. There was tons of fans even even there. So there's there's good Bruins fans all over the place I've found. Oh yeah, that's the best. Like when you go to another arena and it still feels like a home game. I'm like, we are so yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, so I think you asked about like early memories and stuff. Yeah. So um I would say my first ever favorite Bruin, like I've always obviously loved all of them, but my first one that I've really got attached to is Mark Savard for obvious reasons. Nice. Um, yeah. He was just I mean, he was my dad's favorite, too. And my first ever Bruin shirt was a Savard shirt. I, like, begged for it for Christmas, and I got one. <laughs> so I was so happy about that. And honestly, I just I did just write an article about the top three Bruins that I missed, and he was definitely right, number yeah. one. Uh, so he was number one, just obviously, if you're a Bruins fan, you know the way he played his – his passion, like just, I mean, obviously I don't know, I don't know him personally, but anyone could tell you he's a great guy. Absolutely mm. loved him. Tried his best. I mean, his skill set was unbelievable. And every time I think about him, I get sad. So yeah. <laughs> he was always, he was always my favorite. And I hate to see what happened to him, but I'm glad he's back um, being involved in the NHL and still doing things, even though it's for the St. Louis Blues, which <laughs> yeah, we don't right. talk about. But <laughs> I'm just really happy. <laughs> proud because he was dealing with a lot of those concussion issues and he was in like a really dark place so yeah. I'm just happy to know that he's doing well so he was always one of my favorites and I have really fond memories and I'm proud that I got to watch him play before all of this happened so he's yeah definitely I, I've said it before on the podcast I think but his goal in the overtime against the Flyers back in 2010 that that might be one of my all-time favorite Bruins moments just like the joy on his face when he scored that goal like skating over to the to the fans to the glass and after everything he had been through uh that season um yeah that was just such an amazing moment I'll never forget watching that um that's probably one of my favorite favorite moments especially in recent Bruins history for sure 
Oh yeah, it never gets old. Like him getting all excited and he throws a stick over the glass and it was his first game back from that concussion. So that's yeah, what's yeah, even yeah. crazier. It was just so emotional and it was definitely meant to happen. And yeah. actually my first Bruins game ever happened to be that series against the Flyers. Oh no way. Um, yeah, and I, unfortunately, I was at the game. I was at game four. So it okay. was when the Bruins were up 3 nothing in the oh, series. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my gosh, this is my first Bruins game. I might see a sweep. But I was at the game where the first game that they lost, and then, of course, they blew the rest of it. So that was yeah. my first ever experience at a Bruins game. That was the game that – did that game, game go to overtime or no? I can't remember. Uh, I, I don't think Anyways, it was overtime, no. but it was a horrible, I just when, remember uh, terribly. David Krejci got injured in that game, I think, and that really turned turned the series around for sure. That, uh, yeah, that was, that was brutal. That whole thing. Yeah, I, hate, I, hate I think you're right. It's nice that they were able to sweep them the next year and, and that Savard was able to get his name on the cup in 2011 too. It was really good. Um, I was really happy about that. Oh, yeah, that was the best redemption. I remember there were all these memes online, and it was like revenge is sweep, and it was like a broom and stuff. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, between beating Montreal and then sweeping the Flyers, like, what could be better yeah. than that? Yeah, that was perfect. That was perfect for sure. Um, what about the uh, the current team? Who are the who are the guys that, that really stand out to you uh, on this year's team or even the last couple of years? And who maybe are some guys that, uh maybe you're not not too high on or you'd like to see more out of from uh from this season's team yeah so um obviously I'm extremely biased but Tuka Rask is my favorite <laughs> um uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I love Tuka I mean I'm honestly both of our goalies right now between Halak and Tuka I think we're I mean we are super lucky to uh, have both of them on the team. So it's it's really sure. nice to never worry about goaltending. <laughs> like, oh my yeah. gosh, like what happens if Tuka were to get injured or anything? So like, I definitely most impressed um, with the goalies. <laughs> and uh, as of right now, because I think we're very set on that. I think either of them could perform under pressure if they needed to. Um, I think they would both be able to show up in a big game, especially in the playoffs. So I feel really confident about that. I'm really happy that we have both of them. Um, mm -hmm. And then of course, pasta, you, you can't, you can't not mention pasta. I mean, he's so young. And I always say that, like, he's kind of our redemption after losing Sagan. <laughs> like, people yeah. always ask me, they're like, because he's like another young stud. That's like a goal scorer that we really needed. So, like, people still, like, try to rub the Sagan trade in my face, like non-Bruins fans. And I'm like, oh, I think we're doing okay. So, yeah. Um, Definitely Pasta, super lucky to have him. It's really a shame that uh, he couldn't reach um, 50 goals. Yeah. <laughs> it's super frustrating. He's at 48, so um, uh, him as well. And then um, also loving, um, you know, Coyle, um, yes. the hometown, hometown dude. Uh, really yeah. loving him. feel like he's become a crowd favorite. Um, yeah. I'm who else? Um, I mean, really yeah. – really everyone i mean i'm no one really sticks out to me as like being disappointing at the moment i just feel like they have such great chemistry um overall and i mean 
I'm just, I'm thrilled about this season and I'm just really upset that it has been shortened. Yeah. A couple of things about what you just said. I think on the goaltending thing, I think uh, we as Bruins fans kind of take it for granted how lucky we have been really over like the past decade to have um, both Rask, Tim Thomas before him, and now Yaroslav Halak. Like before that, the Bruins, I mean, I guess Andrew Raycroft had that one season, but in the early 2000s and stuff, it was pretty, pretty bleak in net for the Bruins. So if and when Rask, I mean, obviously he'll retire at some point or move on, but um, hopefully someone's able to step in because we've had, we've been really lucky that way. And um, also with Charlie Coyle, he has definitely become one of my favorite, favorite Bruins for sure. Like I know a lot of people questioned that trade or giving up on Ryan Donato, but in hindsight, that was like pure genius by Don Sweeney to, to pull the trigger on that trade. And he's like, he's pretty much everything that you would want a Bruins player to be at this point. I think like the skill, he's got a bit of, bit of grit to him, but just like an all around great guy on and off the ice by all accounts as well. Absolutely. You can tell that he's from Massachusetts and <laughs> just the way yeah. that, I mean, he, you can just tell he belongs in Boston and I'd be really upset if we didn't keep him for a while. And then of course, yeah. Speaking of that, we're all waiting on the Krug signing as well. So um, that's the only thing I'm really disappointed in right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That that's kind of up in the air, and I think every Bruins fan will agree with that. But hopefully they'll learn from past mistakes and do the right thing and realize that we really need him. Um, and it would be honestly shameful to give up on that. So Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's. it sounds like obviously the Bruins want to keep him. It's just a matter, I guess, of he's willing to take that, that hometown discount kind of thing. And if another team comes in and, and blows the Bruins out of the water with, with a better offer, I, I kind of think the only, well, I don't know. Some people have said Montreal, which would be uh, devastating, obviously if he went there, but I think the only, the only team that I could see him maybe going to, and I've said this before is, is the Red Wings just because he's like, a hometown guy and they're kind of hoping to be kind of like an up and coming team. Uh, maybe if they had got the first pick that might've swayed him a bit more, but I really hope he doesn't, uh, he doesn't end up leaving for sure. Yeah, you're right. It really, I guess it really wouldn't be the Bruins fault. It really would be like you said, if he's willing to accept that discount. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously it's his life and his decision, but I just feel like he fits so well. It would be super devastating, but obviously I'll support him no matter what. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned um, Pasternak too and how he kind of made up for the Sagan trade the year earlier, but and then people give the Bruins a lot of crap and kind of rightfully so for, for the 2015 draft. And it just goes to show you like Pasternak was drafted like 25th and he's become – what should be a 50 goal scorer. And then, um, you know, the picks that they made the next year, they haven't really panned out. I'm still hoping Seneshin and Zboro will become something. Uh, but I've been thinking a lot about Jake DeBrusque lately. He's like uh, an RFA this summer. And I talked the other day about how his agent seems to think that he's like a $6 million player, which in my mind is... Yeah, like pretty ridiculous at this point in his career. 
Um, if he had had, I was kind of disappointed in him this season. He, I thought he was a guy that, that could have stepped up, who could have pushed for maybe 30 goals. I think he only had like 16 when it was all said and done. Um, what's your, what are your thoughts on, on Jake DeBrusque? Do you think that he's kind of a guy that they should invest in big money long-term or kind of wait and see if he bounces back, maybe uh, a shorter deal? I don't really know how that's going to work out if his agent is kind of pushing for that bigger deal. I, I can't see the Bruins really being too eager to do that at this point. Uh, but what do you think? What do you think about Jake DeBrusque right now? Uh, absolutely. No, I actually agree with you. Um, I, to be honest, I probably would have mentioned him um, in my disappointment category, but I kind of forgot oh, yeah. about him this year because you're right. He hasn't stood out that much. I mean, I love the guy. I think he has so much potential, but with the way everyone's performing this year as a whole, uh, you know, the chemistry and the younger guys stepping up, I feel like he kind of fell off a little bit. So yeah. I don't think it would be smart to invest in him long-term, especially for that price. Um, yeah. I mean, I would rather see them invest in Krug um, if they were to invest in someone. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I, I don't think that would be a good move, especially the six mil. Uh, that yeah. would be a little tricky. So I think yeah, they'd yeah. be best to wait it out, especially maybe see how he performs next season if there's a full season and then kind of yeah. go from there. Yeah, I think the way it stands now, he he doesn't really have much to stand on to demand that much. If hockey comes back and he has a really big playoff performance and the Bruins say going to win the cup and he has a big final, then maybe at that point, um, it's kind of a catch twenty two because the the cap isn't really going up. You don't want to you want to have as much space as possible for Krug and the other restricted free agents like. I think Anders Bjork and Matt Grizzlick are restricted free agents. Um, so on one hand, like you want him to have a big playoff if if it happens, but then on the other hand, you know it's gonna make things more difficult to kind of re-sign everybody. So I don't know. Maybe the best case is just not have hockey come back and kind of leave things the way they are. Do you think hockey's actually gonna come back at this point, or is it kind of too? uh too up in the air with with the pandemic and kind of the dangers that that it poses yeah uh i as of right now they're really pushing for it um and i completely disagree with it i've honestly been against it since the beginning obviously i love hockey more than anything and it it's horrible to see such a I don't want to say perfect, but such an absolutely amazing season by the Bruins be cut short. So obviously I want them to be able to finish it out, but I feel like they're just making things worse and they're going to be delaying the next season uh, by doing yeah. this. They already yeah. said the start um, won't be until December 1st, which so, okay, so we're getting, you know, we're going to get the rest of this season, but then we're going to get a shortened uh, 2021 season. So yeah. I feel like they should just, scrap it give the players and their families the summer off you know just you know it is what it is people need to stay healthy you know this is health um health comes first whether you love the sport or not and I know they want to make their money and everything but it's just it's just so dumb to me putting people in jeopardy and I mean we can wait like I'll I would I would gladly wait until October um, if that were to be the starting point as always, but I would rather just have them take the summer, start it in October if all is well. And that's that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the NHL's been smart to like choose a couple Canadian cities as the hub cities just because of the numbers are way down up here. Although I think I saw yesterday that in Edmonton, there's an outbreak at one hospital that's really made it packed. So even with coming up to Canada where it's, we have a better handle on the situation, maybe it's still pretty risky. And I, I agree with you. I don't, as much as I would love to see hockey come back and I would love to see the Bruins play in the playoffs and, and win the cup. Um, yeah, I, I don't really think the risk is worth it at this point. I, I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, and I feel like um, it wouldn't feel the same even though winning is winning yeah. and it would still be the Stanley Cup. I just – I wouldn't get that same gratification as if I saw them playing all 82 games, doing all the rounds, and then winning in June and having their parade. And I, it just wouldn't feel the same. Obviously, I would be ecstatic, but – and, you know, everyone's going to use excuse. Oh, well, it doesn't count. You know, like yeah. if, if someone yeah, yeah, yeah. were to win the cup, um, if the season does resume at this point, everyone, you know, everyone's going to say, oh, well, it doesn't count. So I feel like it just wouldn't feel the same, too. So I would rather be patient and wait it out and then go from there. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I think I would feel different if the Bruins had won game seven against St. Louis. I'd be like, I'm fine. Hockey can come back or never. Uh, I'll just live with the Bruins as Stanley Cup champions for however long it lasts. But because they did lose and because this team, this season was so good, that's why I'm just slightly like, oh, I just want them. We all know that they are, yeah, I'll say it, they're the best team in hockey. And just to have that, <laughs> I know it's dumb, but to have that validation of having the Cup win would just be really nice. But I think it's still, you know, Obviously, the circumstances, what they are being um, the best for everybody just to, yeah, put a pause on things. And and we can just know in our hearts that the Bruins are are the best team. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it just that's why it stings even more (laughs) because of the way last year ended. And, you know, the Bruins were on such a roll this year. Number one in the league, 100 points, uh, you know pasta martian and bergeron are absolutely dominating we got our goaltend. it's like everything finally fell into place everything finally lined up and our redemption yeah. was about to happen and then it's like oh yeah. worldwide so it it stings extra hard for uh us bruins fans and the other uh fans of teams who are doing well like st louis colorado tampa all the top teams so it's really hard but i feel like they just need to take a break and then they could hopefully pick it back up next season so yeah it's just such a mess (laughs) yeah for sure well before we wrap up i like to ask people who come on uh, kind of how they've been keeping busy during all this. I know you said you moved. I don't know if that was during the, the pandemic or whatever, but um, have you had time to kind of, I don't know, any shows that you've watched that you've really loved or movies or books or music or anything, even other podcasts that you've been listening to that have helped you kind of get through this time or helped you pass pass the time or, or take your mind off things lately? Yeah, so I just moved here the end of March. So that was when all this craziness just started happening. So I moved and then all this happened. So it's been pretty stressful ever since. But um, yeah, yeah, I've 
I've been, you know, <laughs> watching watching shows, and um, I I think my favorite show. Um, it's not a new show, but Ozark is one of my favorite shows, and the new oh, season yes. came nice. at the beginning yep. of quarantine. Yeah. So that's been my favorite by far. It's absolutely amazing. So I was super excited that yeah. this season came out just in time for quarantine. So that was definitely my number one show recommendation. Um, and then I. Um, I was unemployed for a little while down here, but I, I actually just started a job. So I'm working again, thank God, because I was so bored. <laughs> um, and nice, then I yeah. also just started writing for the blog Pucker Up. So um, I was super excited yes. that I had that to do and focus on. So I'm really grateful to be a part of that team. And I get to write about the Bruins with a group of amazing women. So, yeah, yeah, we've had I've had a, a few Pucker Up people on uh from boston and other ways and it, yeah it's really a great great site and a lot of great uh great women working on that site so that's been really cool to see um just on ozark i was glad to see i'm sure you saw that there's getting more season coming out like a 14 episode season to wrap it up kind of thing i was really glad i mean obviously but the way it ended you, i would have been surprised if it wasn't coming back but um i was I was very happy to see that there'll be 14, 14 more episodes to watch of the Bird family. That's going to be uh, really exciting for sure. Yes, I'm so happy. It's going to be super intense. So that'll be a yeah. good one. I just want, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but the, I watched the Pete Davidson movie the other day, The King of Staten Island. That that was actually really great. I uh, really enjoyed that uh, for you and for everybody listening. If you haven't checked it out yet, I would highly recommend checking that movie out for sure it was really good yeah i keep hearing about it and i want to watch it so i definitely will now look into mm -hmm. it yeah it was uh my favorite like bill burr is in it and he's obviously a, a boston guy and he he was fantastic in it and it made me think of that because ozark reminds me of breaking bad a little bit and he was in breaking bad too which was uh really cool to see he was he was a good minor character in that show yeah, very true. Breaking Bad, definitely another one of the greatest shows ever. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably my, that's definitely my, if I had to, if if someone asked me and I had to answer, that would be my number one favorite show of all time, I would, I would say. Oh, yeah, it's, it's way up there. I hope they yeah. never take it off Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually, I just watched it. Well, when the, when the Jesse, out, I watched that and then I went back to the beginning of Breaking Bad and watched watched uh, it all over again and it was it did not it did not disappoint at all it was so good the second time yeah through. so much yeah so much happens sometimes you have to rewatch it and just appreciate yeah. how good it is all over again yeah and have you, you've watched Better Call Saul as well have you kept up with that you know what? I actually I watched the first season and I actually haven't continued watching it. Oh it did gosh. not impress me that much. <laughs> you have to keep watching it. It's so good. Like it's seriously it's it's a bit different than Breaking Bad, but it is like the quality of it is on par with with Breaking Bad. Especially the this last season was was unbelievable. I would highly recommend. I think I think that's on Netflix as well. You should okay, definitely yeah. catch up on that. It's it's well worth. I think there's gonna be one more season after the one that just aired. So yeah, it's worth catching okay. up. And it it's cool because the the deeper it goes, the more like connections there are 
with Breaking Bad. Like, obviously, it comes together at some point at the end. Um, but there's, like, more characters that overlap and stuff like that. It's, it's really... Uh, like, I couldn't have... When they first announced that it was it was happening, I was like, oh, I, I hope it's good. I hope it's on the same... Not even on the same level, but just even close to Breaking Bad. And it's, like, been far better than I, I could have ever imagined, like, for a spinoff kind of show or prequel. So I would definitely suggest you you catch up on that. Yeah, I'll have to give it a second chance. Did you watch the, the El Camino movie? Yes, and I thought... I was a bit skeptical about that, too, but the ending was so perfect, and I don't want to mess with it, but um, I was pretty happy with it. What, what did you think about it? Yeah, no, I thought it was really good, and it gave everyone kind of, like... Uh, a extra taste of it, you know, with uh, Jesse and, and Walt and everything. And I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I feel like it kind of like just gave like the diehard fans that extra little bit, like one last time to see that yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure. I thought it was really, really done. Like Jesse Plemons, the guy that plays uh, Todd. Yes. Bad guy. Like he, he was amazing in that movie. Like I always think of oh. him still from from Friday Night Lights, but he as Todd in Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, he he's awesome. The cast of that show is just like unbelievable. Yeah, I I'm actually mad they took. I don't we don't have it up here, but Friday Night Lights used to be on Canadian Netflix, but they've taken it because that's oh. favorites as well for sure. Oh man, yeah, I, that's the worst when they take your favorite show off. There's nothing. I worse. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I think that's pretty much all I had to talk about. Could you tell people they can find you on Twitter, Ruins Writing? Um, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so um, my Twitter is, so it's the number two, K-A Rask. So it's like Tuka Rask, of course. Um, and it. then um, you can get my writing at, of course, PuckerUpSports.com. That's our women-run hockey blog. Um, everyone is amazing on there. So definitely suggest checking that out. Um, but you can find my articles on there. I'm actually new to the site, so I only have two articles right now. But plenty more will be coming, especially during the season. Yeah. Do you have anything in the works right now or working on some ideas? Uh, not as of right now. I just put out my most recent article. So I'm in the process of brainstorming for another one. Uh, since the, it's the off season, we only have to do three a month. Um, that's kind of what we're expected oh, nice. to do. So I have two more that I have to do this month. So I've kind of been thinking. So I'll have to come up with something, even though it's hard right now. Very cool. Well, I'll be sure to share it whenever that comes out. And yeah, thanks so much for taking some time to chat. I'll definitely have you on again sometime soon and definitely when when hockey comes back, whenever that is. And uh, yeah, thanks again for, for doing this. It was really great. Awesome. It was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you taking the time.